What is our goal? Where's the gap? Where are we headed? Where's the gap? We train, we develop, we mentor, we apprentice, we focus based on goals and gaps. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilshire. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and today I want to start this podcast with a little bit of an embarrassing admission, if you will. So I remember back when I was a technical sergeant in the United States Air Force and I was tasked with developing staff sergeants. Now, developing staff sergeants is a little bit different than developing airmen. And as I was developing my staff sergeants, what I thought the best route was, was to look at their deficiencies. Hey, where do they suck? And I'm going to triple down on their development in those areas that they suck. And so looking at my team, I just wanted everybody to be really well-rounded. And uh, that's the approach that I took. And it was somewhat effective. I definitely developed people and we had a lot of breakthroughs. And, you know, there wasn't a time in my career where I didn't develop people pretty well, I think, and, and invest in them. That being said, it wasn't as effective. And I'm actually quite embarrassed to say that that's how I started out with developing my subleaders by by trying to make them inevitably well-rounded. And I've come to learn over time and, and through research and sociology and human nature and all these other things that this idea of developing the well-rounded person, the well-rounded soldier, the well-rounded service member is not the most effective strategy. Human beings by nature, we are designed, we have evolved, whatever you believe, to specialize. We were designed to specialize and it's no more apparent than the glass that I'm holding in my hand right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. If not, I'm holding a glass. It's full of water. I can drink this water, but I couldn't have purified it myself, created the glass, transported it to my house and done all of these things with it. I'm wearing a shirt. I could certainly put the shirt on and button it up, but I couldn't have made it. I couldn't have made the buttons. I couldn't have designed it, woven the cloth, grown the animals or the cotton that the cloth came from. I couldn't have done all of those things. And the people that made this glass of water and and got the water to my house and made the shirt, none of them can do what I'm doing right now, which is turn on a camera and just talk to all of you out there who are listening and stand in front of you and, and hopefully change your lives and change your perspective in the process. I'm specialized. I'm specialized to chatter where other people are specialized to do all kinds of different things. And so where people may be well-rounded, where they may be competent in many areas, they end up lacking depth. They end up lacking specialization. And humans would never go backwards in time and go back to a time when we all had to hunt our own food, grow our own clothing, make our own shoes, make our own houses. Like life was pretty miserable back then. And so we don't want to create an office environment. Now we want redundancy and we want uh, capacity where people can deploy and we can continue to do our mission. But we don't want to create an environment where well-rounded jack-of-all-trades is the, the ideal rather than the highly competent technical specialist. And so when we focus on developing people's strengths, if we're going to focus on one area, we want to focus on the areas where people are best, lean into the areas where people are at their best, rather than focusing on where people are at the worst, where people are at their worst. And Gallup did a study. And what they found that when people were using their strengths every day, when organizations focused on employee strengths, there was 15% higher engagement. And you know, I love to talk about engagement. It's a, a very emotionally charged topic for me. It's the ideal situation, but they were 30% more productive. And when we think about all of the things that we do, why do we care? Well, we care because we want to increase productivity at the end of the day. We owe the taxpayer a return on their investment. 
We have to keep our nation secure, keep our borders secure, do the things that the nation says that we're supposed to do, that we're called to do. And we have to be ready for them, ready to fight tonight is what we used to say all the time. And so this idea is when we focus on the strengths of the people who are in the organization, rather than making them lean into their weaknesses, we're 30% more productive as an organization than we are when we try to make specialists. And the quote from this study was individuals who use their strengths every day are more likely to be engaged in their work, feel less stressed and report higher overall well-being. So leaning into strengths and developing people to be specialists and to do what they're good at not only increases the productivity of the organization as a whole, but it's a mental health and it's a retention tool as well. And so we're improving the mental health and the retention of the people across the organization. And so when we're developing others, we should be leaning into their strengths, not focusing on their weaknesses. We have to break that mindset and teach those that follow us to do the same. It's not about leaning into our weaknesses and getting better at them. We all have to have a certain baseline level of performance and certain tasks, but it's about creating highly specialized superstars that work in concert with with each other. And they have a leader, a manager that's beautifully orchestrating these trumpets and tubas and oboes and violins and all of these things together so that this organization is performing at the highest level. That we don't try to make the violinist become the pianist. And just have, we just want them to have a baseline on all the instruments. That's folly. You would never hire someone if you, they came in and said, Hey, I'm pretty good at the violin, but I can play a little of everything. And they'd be like, excellent, cool. Go be a high school teacher and teach high school uh, music. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But just saying And so once we accept that as fact, that we should be developing people to their strengths, the second part of that is how do we choose where to start? Blind development is not only inefficient, it's inefficient at best. Inefficient at, this is when we just say, hey, this is what I'm interested in. This is what my people are interested in. This is what worked in the past. And just blindly developing people based on what we like, what makes us feel good, or what we heard might work well. It's not only inefficient, it's inefficient at best, ineffective at worst. And ineffective is where we invest time, but we don't get a return on that investment. Nothing changes. Our organization isn't better. We're not more productive on the back end. And so it's critical that when we're thinking about developing people, yes, we want to lean into their strengths, but we cannot blindly develop people and just send people to courses, send people to classes, send people to training, conduct training without a goal. And our goal should be based on one thing and one thing only. What is our goal? Where's the gap? Where are we headed? Where's the gap? We train, we develop, we mentor, we apprentice, we focus based on goals and gaps. Are we based on where we want to be and where we are? Gap is a really intentional word. We're going to give some clarity on that in a second. So strike it from the record. Where are we and where do we want to be? Where there's a, a, a gap there, that's where we develop. And there are three different things, more or less, that are functioning in why we're not reaching our goal, why we're not there today. One of them excuse me, is barriers. And barriers are just things that we can't change, like laws, TOs, guidance, orders from down on high that just can't be uh, worked around. Next are hurdles. And hurdles are things that we just have to overcome. This is the work that we have to do. And then gaps, that word, I'm bringing it back to the surface again. But gaps, these are the things that we need, money and manpower. And when we decide what we're going to do, so team, let's sit down and figure out our professional development plan for the next quarter. Well, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Let's talk about our goal. What is our goal? Well, our goal is to X, Y, Z. Perfect. Why aren't we there yet? 
and we do a barrier hurdle gap analysis. We do it's called a barrier analysis. We do a barrier analysis and we sit down and go, what are the barriers, hurdles, and gaps that are stopping us from getting there? And then if we can articulate that, hey, here's where we want to be, here's where we are, here's why we're not there, then we can start to whittle it down and go, well, how do we develop people so that we can reach our goal? What's stopping us? That's the only type of development that we should be focused on. That's it. Sometimes there's going to be a leadership gap. And so we need to develop leadership. Sometimes there's going to be a skills gap. So we need to develop skills. Sometimes it's an emotional intelligence gap. We need to develop emotional intelligence. It could be any number of factors. But we need to focus on, hey, let's do a barrier analysis. Then let's decide and start plugging and play. What should we do over the next quarter? What should we be doing to get to our goal? When we focus on that, our training, our development becomes efficient. It helps us to get a greater impact out of our input. And it's the only thing that we should focus on when we're focusing on training. And so as we look at Harvard Business Review, that's directly where we pulled these from. Developing people involves three basic steps. Identifying the barriers, hurdles, and gaps in your current performance. Creating a development plan that directly addresses these issues. And committing to follow through on that plan. Why are you not reaching your goals? Perhaps your approach to personal and professional development isn't what it needs to be. This applies equally well to your promotion. If you're willing to be honest with yourself and you say, hey, look, I'm not getting promoted. Why? Barriers, hurdles, gaps. Well, let me analyze myself at the end of my career, right? What are the barriers? Well, I'm in PME. I'm an ALS commandant. It's very tough to get promoted in this realm as an ALS commandant. We know that that's very tough. What are the gaps? Okay, I don't have my degree. What are the hurdles? Okay, I need to do volunteering. I need to do education. I need to be really good at my job. Okay, let's break those down further. Let's get a little deeper. Let's get a little deeper until we get to something actionable. Okay, well, what are the things that I can do? Most people are not taking a systemic approach and asking why they're not getting promoted. They're just trying to do the things that they know will get them promoted. Well, I know that I need to do these things, so I'm going to do them. But they're not taking a systemic look. Hey, why don't you have a healthy marriage? Barriers, hurdles, gaps. Hey, why aren't my children who I want them to be? Barriers, hurdles, gaps. Why isn't this product launch working? Why? Barriers, hurdles, gaps. It's a conversation to have with your team. And I'm going to commit to you on this podcast. I need to have this conversation with my team about a few topics. A a barrier analysis. So I would encourage you to integrate this language. Barriers, hurdles, gaps into your rhythm, into your cycle. And when you're doing root cause analysis, slap it on the table and then use it as the catalyst to decide what you're going to develop. This is a tool in the giant toolkit. It's one of the many tools that military Sherpa certified coaches get in their toolbox, in their tool belt. And I would encourage you, if you are not a military Sherpa certified coach, what the heck are you waiting for? Let's get you in. Let's get your team in. This isn't a class where you send one person. You want everyone in your organization. I want everyone in the military, every service member and their spouse to join and be a Military Sherpa certified coach. So let's get this done. Let's make it happen. MilitarySherpa.com. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa podcast with Mark Tilshire. 